they prepared the way, and God used them mightily. I have the privilege, I don't know, if you, if you don't know me, my name is Zach, I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Bible, and we've been going over this series on intentional relationships, intentional relationships. This is the uh, fifth and final week. I have the privilege of closing it off. Anybody remember the first message that was given in this series? Anybody? Come on. No, nobody. All right. So I felt like the Lord wanted wanted me to do an overview and a recap of this intentional relationship series. And it's such an important series and it's such an important topic because Christianity is a relationship with God. It's not a religion. It is a relationship. And so if we can understand the biblical basis of relationships, it'll help our relationship with God and our relationship with other people and our relationship with ourselves get better. We'll be able to exceed in those areas a little bit more. How many of you want that in your life? You want an increase in your relationship with the Lord? You want an increase in your relationship with the people around you, your loved ones? Your enemies, I'm throwing that out there. I'm speaking that out. You want an increased relationship with your enemies because the Lord tells us that we should bless our enemies. Bless those who persecute you, yeah? And our loved ones. We just, and not only that, ourselves. How many of you want a better relationship with yourself? You know you can have a relationship with yourself? Not in a weird way, but just the way that you think and see and talk to yourself. You can have a better relationship in that, in that area. So that's why I felt like the Lord wanted me to go through this, uh, this recap of the, of the first four. So the first one, nobody remembers. It's okay. You could have cheated. You could have went on your phone on our app. We have an app, by the way. How many of you know we have an app? One, two, three, four, five. We have an app. We have an app. Search it, uh, was it GBC Maui? Just search it, Play Store, Google, Google App Store, search it up. You can get all the sermon notes. And the cool thing is if you create an account with it, then you can save your notes. So if you're in service, you, you like to take notes, you can take notes on the app and it'll save it for you. So the next time you want to pull it up, you can pull it up and then your notes will be there. So I have notes from like a year ago on the app that I have access to, which is super cool. So encourage you to do that. Anyway, the first one is Jesus is our shepherd. Jesus is our shepherd. Psalm 23, 1 through 6 says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is our shepherd. He is your shepherd. He is the good shepherd. He, he does not lead you into a path of thorns, he doesn't lead you 
off a cliff. He doesn't lead you into a fire. It says that he leads us next to still waters. He leads us into green pastures where we can safely lie our heads, safely eat, and safely drink. Amen? That's good, right? And so as the good shepherd, he leads us to these things. He provides these things for us. He provides food. He provides the water to drink. He provides the shelter for us. He provides the protection, the rest, and the direction in our lives as the good shepherd. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about our kids. Mickey and I have two kids, Zamila and Zakai. Zamila is going to be uh, three years old in August, and Zakai just turned six months. And we are their shepherds. We lead them. We feed them. We direct them. We teach them. Because on their own, they, they won't be able to do it. On their own, they can't do it. They need the help. And the same way, we need help. We can't do this life on our own. We need the Lord in our lives as the good shepherd in order to help lead us through this thing called life so that we don't walk off a cliff ourselves. And I think this is, okay, this is interesting. So uh, Jared and I and his, and his dad, they, they took me hunting on Lanai uh, for mouflon sheep. And so now I'm talking to, to all these guys who, you know, grew up hunting, had been there before. And I find out that if you wound a mouflon sheep, they are likely to crawl off a cliff and kill themselves. What? Because they're injured, because they're hurt, they're going to crawl off a cliff. Sheep are bonkers, right? In the same way, if God's liking us to his sheep, sometimes we do bonkers things. When we're hurt, when we're in pain, and we're suffering, we do bonkers things. We decide to stay in it. We decide to sometimes crawl off a cliff because of it. I mean, I've been there. I know what kind of bonkers things I can do when I'm hurt and frustrated and in pain. I know what it can do. And if it wasn't for the Lord in my life and me being willing to be shepherded by him, I probably would have crawled off the cliff. I would have been one of those bonkers sheep. Wounded and crawling. We need the shepherd in our lives. And God was intentional. We just sang about God following us, coming after us with this abandoned uh, type of love where he just comes and he grabs a hold of us and follows us and seeks us out and calls us back to him. That's what a good shepherd does. And he's intentional about it. We're talking about intentional relationships. He's intentional about his flock. He's intentional about you, his relationship with you. He wants that intentional relationship. Amen? Week two. Anybody remember week two? I just gave you a hint. You could cheat on the app. If you have the app, you can cheat. It's okay. This isn't school. I love the saying, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. 
how I got through school. I'm not a good student. <laughs> okay, week two. Week two, authentic, intentional relationship with yourself and others. Authentic relationships, but I added all the other stuff in because I thought it was so good. Intentional, authentic, intentional relationships with yourself and others. Matthew 22, 37 to 40, and he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and this is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. First, God calls us to love him. And not just to, just to love him, but to love him with everything that we have, all of our heart, in all of our soul, in all of our mind, and in one area it says all of our strength as well. So our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that is like everything that we have, God is calling us into this intentional relationship with him. And not just surfacy, but a deep relationship. Amen? That's what he's calling us into. And the second is to love others as ourself. You know, I talked about having that relationship with yourself. If we don't have a healthy relationship with ourselves, we're not going to look at ourselves well. We're going to think good thoughts about ourselves. We're not going to speak well about ourselves. We're not going to love ourselves if we don't have that healthy sense of self-worth. And so, therefore, if we don't have that self-worth within ourselves, it's going to make it really difficult for us to love us somebody else. Yeah? It took me a long time to learn my worth. And I had to find that hidden in Christ. The more I spent with him, the more I found out that I was created with purpose. I was created with destiny. I was created with an intentional, intentional thought by the Lord. And because of that, I have worth. Because he created me for purpose and destiny and plan and purpose, I have worth. And that had to get into my head. It took a long time. And so prior to that, I had unhealthy, an unhealthy view of myself. I did not have a good relationship with myself, and I was not able to love those around me well. See that? God, because God calls us to love others as we love ourselves. If we don't love ourselves, we're not going to know how to love somebody else. Relationship, man. That's important stuff when we get into Relationships. Another part of that is that we got to be okay with our flaws. We got to be okay with our flaws. Because it's through our flaws that God's strength is shown. His glory is shown through our flaws. Because it's despite our flaws, our shortcomings, that he still uses us. I am proof right here in front of you. With all of my flaws, he's still using me. He's still using me. Week three. Anybody? Come on, it's a little closer. Week three. Anybody cheating? No? I heard it. Who said it? Say it louder. Words, our relationships and words, words are super, super powerful and we underestimate them greatly in our lives. Proverbs 18, 21 is death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat of its fruit. 
God did miracles by speaking. It's by speaking. Not just, not just God, but even the disciples did miracles by speaking. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never harm me. Straight up lie from the enemy. How many times did we believe that as a kid and we tried to say that to ourselves or say that to somebody else to try to make them feel better? That's a lie. It should be sticks and stones will break my bones, but it will heal in time. But words will harm me for life. Because it's the wounds of words in our lives that we require inner healing and deliverance from those lies. And it's not just words that people speak over us or like even our parents have spoken over us. It's the words that we've spoken over ourselves that we need to get over and we need deliverance from. Words are very, very powerful and they leave lasting wounds that require much work to combat in the long run. Blessings and curses, life and death, it's all in the power of our tongue, of our speech. It reminds me of uh, the, I, don't know, I can't remember if he was a prophet. Anyway, Balaam. He, he was uh, contacted by uh, Balak, who was one of the kings in the area and he was afraid of the Israelites and he calls Balaam and he says I need you to curse the Israelites for me and Balaam goes all right let me let me go see let me go talk to God I'm gonna come back to you so he goes and he talks to God and God says don't curse them because Balak wanted to win he wanted to defeat them in battle he wanted to go out meet them in battle and destroy them because he was afraid of them but God wouldn't allow Balaam to curse them. Multiple times, Balak comes to, to Balaam and asks him to curse, and he would not because the Lord told him not to. And instead, what he did was he actually blessed them. He blessed them. And Balak was like, why would you do this to me? I gave you all this money. I gave you this. I did this for you. Why? He's like, I can't go against what God told me to do. Within our relationships, we need to be intentional about our words. Our relationship with God, with others, and ourselves, we need to be intentional about our words because they mean something. There is power behind our words. We don't want to take that lightly. Amen. Last week. Anybody remember last week? Mine was just last week. Anybody? Hey, if you're at home, throw it in the comments. They'll let me know. They'll let me know if you got it. Yes, relationships and anger. 
Be angry and sin not. Ephesians 4, verses 26 to 27. Be angry and do not sin. Do, let the, do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Man, this one's hard sometimes. I failed at this. This is past week. The sun went down on my anger three nights. <laughs> It's tough sometimes. When we're in our funk, when we're hurting, when we're broken, and we're battling some stuff in ourselves, it's hard to be really intentional about this thing. It's hard. But our mind and our heart needs to change. It needs to be transformed, to be renewed by the word of God in our lives. So that we can be more like Christ. Because when we're more like Christ and we look at other people, we look at ourselves, we have grace. We'll have grace. We won't see the, the junk. We won't see the sin. We won't see the trespasses. We won't see any of that. What we will see is the God-given potential in somebody's life. The plan and destiny and purpose in somebody's life. That's what we'll see inside of them. We won't see the, their shortcomings, but we'll see Jesus fulfilled within their lives. When we can curb our anger and we can have grace on somebody's life, that's what we'll see. We'll have forgiveness. And we'll see the goodness of God in their lives. And you flip that on yourself. Have grace on yourself. When you mess up, have grace on yourself. Don't look at the junk. Look at the God-given purpose, plan, and destiny in your life. The righteousness that, is, that comes from the Lord. That it's not because of you, but because of what Jesus did on the cross, that you are righteous. It is a gift that is given to us. Have grace on yourself and have grace on others. And don't let your anger caused you to sin. You're angry, it's not bad. But if it causes you to sin, that's where we need to check. Amen? So we went through all of that because Christianity is relational. At its core, it is relationship the living God of the universe, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, the God, the creator God, we have a relationship with him. He calls us into this intentional relationship. I was thinking about introverts and how they... They shine a light on an aspect of God that I th sometimes we don't think about. They've, we know the breath of God, the, the breath of the love of God. Like he wants everybody to know him, to come into a relationship with him. That every single person on this earth will know and love him and be saved 
and not perish but have eternal life. We know that and we understand that. But do you know that God's introverted self wants a deep, meaningful relationship with just you? Extroverts want relationships with everybody. They love everybody. They're like going to a party. They want to be friends with every single person in the dang neighborhood. An introvert wants, doesn't even want to go to the party. They want to stay in their room. They want to have one or two friends over at their house and just watch a movie. That's what introverts like to do. God can be both. God is introverted and he's extroverted. And his introverted self wants a deep, meaningful, intentional relationship with you. He wants to sit in your room. And he wants to spend time with you. He wants to eat the pizza with you. He wants to watch the movie with you. He wants to read the book with you. When nobody else, you don't want to be around anybody else. That's what he wants. Intentional relationship with God. That's what he wants. He's intentional with us. He's very intentional. God doesn't do things all willy-nilly. He's very intentional. And he calls us into this intentional relationship with him and other people. Not just him. Yeah? Not just him, but with other people. He created us as relational beings. It says in Genesis 2.18 that the Lord said that it is not good that man should be alone. That I will make him a helper fit for him. God looked at us and he said, man can't be alone. Man needs somebody else, somebody like him to be able to have a relationship with. Just like how I have my relationship. with The Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity. We're created in his image. We're created relationally. Created with intention. Paul dedicates three chapters to, to relationships. And that's not just uh, a person-to-person relationships, but it's also relation like us to government and how we should react to and relate to those things and to the day and the week. So it's our relationship to God, ourselves, one another, our enemies, government, the day and week. Those are the different aspects of relationship with us that Paul talks about within those three chapters. So if you get a chance, go home, read those three chapters. Chapter 12, 13, 14, 15. Four chapters. I can't count. It's too early. Actually, it's kind of late. But read those with the, with the lens of relationship in mind, Okay. This is where I kind of want to drive home this point, which is the title of the message. I don't know why it's so late, but it's on you. Intentional relationship is on you. It's not on anybody else, but you. Romans 12, 18 says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So far as it depends on you. Intentional relationship is on you. Don't wait for anybody else. It's on you. If we're intentional about this life, if we're intentional about living how God wants us to live, 
then we're going to be intentional about the relationships that we have. The relationship that we have with God, others, and ourselves. Amen? It's on you. I'd love to call, call you guys up. So the Sons of Yeshua, they're going to do one of their original songs uh, for us. And I asked them to share a testimony of why, why the song was written and what it means to them. And so if we could uh, honor them this morning as, as they come up and, and share their testimony, share their, their skills and their talents with us. Did you guys enjoy worship? I, it's, a, it's so refreshing. A lot of times I'm, I'm up on the stage, I don't get a chance to just, you know, receive and be in the presence of God and worship him. And every time that I get that chance, I, I go all in. I go all in. Because when, when, you're, when you're up there, it's a, it's a little bit different. You're, you're doing some warfare with God. You're, we're fighting for, for you guys. You know, back within, um, within the Old Testament, they would send the worshipers and the Ark of the Covenant, which is the, where, the, where the presence of God, they would actually send that out in the front lines of battle. Did you know that? It's not the guys with the swords. It's not the guys with the shields. It's the worshipers, the guys with instruments, with tambourines, singing and praising the Lord. They're on the front lines of battle, but that's what won the battle is because their partnership with the Lord won the battle. It wasn't anything they did. It's what God did for them. All they did was trusted in him. They said, I will stand here and I will worship you and I will be here in the front risking my life but worshiping the Lord because I know that he's going to fight. He's going to fight my battle. These guys were fighting a battle for you so that you could be here and meet with God this morning. Amen? Thank you so much. Uh, once again, everybody, we are the Sons of Yeshua uh, gospel reggae band. Me. The intentional relationship with God, others, and yourself. Let's be intentional. Let's be intentional. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Let the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Be blessed. We'll see you all next week. Don't forget, oh, there's a table outside with some merchandise and stuff uh, for the sons of Yeshua. So go. See them over there at the table.